It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. For the second straight game, the Washington Commanders gave up 45 points in a losing effort for the third straight game. Quarterback Sam Howell threw a pick six, and that's only the beginning of it. We're breaking it all down on this group therapy episode of Locked On Commanders. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to this post-game episode, live episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're getting your podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders Insider. Join the Locked On Commanders Insider program. You'll get news, inside scoops, live texts during games, press conferences, between games, between press conferences, the whole nine yards delivered directly to your phone from me. You get some bonus videos. We do a weekly uh, mailbag episode. I do owe all the insiders the this week's command huddle. I am going to get that to you. Um, we're going to, we're and we've got plans to expand that program uh, moving into the future. It's already a lot of fun. So if you want to get in on that with me, become an insider by going to join subtext.com slash locked on commanders to sign up. And if you're thinking the season's almost over, why do it? I'm telling you right now, locked on commanders five days a week, all year long. And I will be uh, making sure the insiders also have inside information all year long as well. I'm David Harrison, your host of this program on Twitter at dharrison82, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for commandercountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers and everydayers. You know I appreciate you for coming through uh, on a regular basis like you do. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. On today's episode, we've got three topics to discuss following the 45 to 15 beatdown that the Washington Commanders suffered at the hands of the Miami Dolphins. We're going to check in on our three keys to victory that we laid out on Wednesday. And as you might uh, uh, guess, uh, not a lot of those keys were uh, claimed on Sunday afternoon. But first, we got to talk about this game. We got to talk about how we got here. The Washington Commanders again losing 45 to 15. Where did it all go wrong? Well, Really, there's kind of multiple points here in this game where you can say this is where it went wrong. I think the first one you have to look at is the Tyreek Hill 78-yard reception pass from Tua Tungavailoa to Tyreek Hill. Uh, again, 78 yards, a touchdown, the opening touchdown of the game. The Miami Dolphins took the lead there, and they never gave it back. It was on a third down play, third and two, uh, if I remember correctly. Checking my notebook here. Yeah, in fact, it was a third and two the first possession of the game for the Miami Dolphins, the first third down of the game for the Miami Dolphins. So an opportunity to get a quick uh, possession out of the Miami Dolphins, get the ball back for their offense. And instead, Quan Martin ends up in the slot all by himself against Tyreek Hill. Uh, I think that Cameron Curl, the safety, was supposed to provide top coverage. In fact, Ron Rivera, after the game in the press conference, kind of alluded to as much, said that there was supposed to be top coverage help. Looking at the play, uh, the only person that it makes sense to have that top coverage would be Cameron Curl. Unfortunately, he started off the play lined up on the complete opposite end 
of Tyreek Hill, uh, and then it didn't get any better for his positioning as the play unfolded. And like I said, 78 yards later, uh, the Miami Dolphins are celebrating their first touchdown. If you want to read more about how Tyreek Hill just dismantled, dismantled this commander's defense, uh, I wrote up a little piece for commandercountry.com on that very topic. It is up right now, uh, as I understand. That, I mean, and, and it's kind of like, like, as far as turning points go, that's really kind of the probably the saddest turning point we've had in this entire season because that's, like I said, the very first drive of the game, the very first third down of the game, and, and for that to be kind of the turning point of this whole thing uh, is really a little bit depressing. But, you know, after that, we I mean, sitting in the press box and talking to other media members, we're all kind of saying, you know, you have to already know coming into the game that you've got to keep that top coverage on it every day. As we talked about it last week leading up to the game, we talked about it with Kyle Krabs, the Locked On Dolphins. Uh, I mean, it's something that, we, you know, and I've always kind of leaned on. If I know it, if you know it, if other analysts know it, the coaches know it. Like, we are not. I know some media members, and, and you know, would like to tell you that we might be a little bit smarter than some of these coaches. We are not. We are absolutely 1,000% not smarter than these coaches. So if I see it, they've seen it. They know it. They're aware of it. Uh, Ron Rivera confirmed to me after the game. I asked him in the press conference, you know, what the general idea was for, for containing Tyreek Hill. And first words out of his mouth was keeping top coverage on, keeping somebody above him. It just didn't happen. And that wasn't the only time, unfortunately. And frankly, sitting there in the press box, I had to look at it and say, you know, you would like to think that was a one-off. But unfortunately, as we've seen with this defense all season long, you kind of had the feeling that wasn't going to be the one-off, that that was going to be the trend. And it certainly was uh, later on in the game uh, that would come back to bite the Washington Commanders defense in the butt again, a 60-yard pass this time from Tua Tungabailoa to Tyreek Hill again, left in single coverage. This time it was Kendall Fuller that got beat on the play. Again, Ron Rivera says there's supposed to be top coverage there. I will go back through the film uh, as soon as I get an opportunity to break down the 22, and I will try to basically look and tell you who I see as being, you know, to, to, to you call it blame accountability, uh, whatever it is. And again, I don't know the calls, but sometimes, especially you got a single high coverage safety, if you got a single high safety and the coach says that you're supposed to have top coverage on a guy, it's not hard on uh, the tape, and I'll come back to you with a report on that as well. Uh, that also was on a third down. So both Tyreek Hill explosive touchdown passes came on third downs. Uh, the second one, third and seven. And then the final explosive pass that Tyreek Hill caught was a 20-yarder from the that took the Dolphins to the Washington 37. Of course, two of them directly lead to touchdowns. The third one led to a touchdown drive. That play alone did not lead to a touchdown. I don't know if you guys can hear the voice of Oz going off behind me. I hope you can. I hope it's not interfering. But the episode, if it is, I apologize. I don't know what is happening back here. That is the first time I have experienced that at FedEx. But first time I've also experienced fire alarm going off at FedEx. It was a false alarm. Thankfully, everybody was safe. Uh, no further damage. But, you know, if you want to point to another turning point in this game, I think you could probably point to the pick six, right? Sam Howell uh, tries to throw a quick uh, you know, screen pass. I think Jahan Dotson, if I remember correctly, was the target. And Andrew Van Ginkle, uh, linebacker for the Miami Dolphins, uh, who I'm not even going to lie, the first time I actually heard someone say his name as an analyst, I actually thought they were making up a guy. Like, I thought it was just like a random name. But, it, you know, obviously I found out that it was a real name. Uh, he picks it off. Really great play by him. Heads up play by him. 33-yard interception return. Uh, you know, talking to a lot of insiders during the game right after that play, you know, a lot of people pointed out, hey, you know, Andrew Wiley needs to do a better job of locking that dude. And and to to one extent, uh, I agree. I'm actually going to send that clip to a coach that I know and see if I can't get some feedback on it because on the one hand, yes, absolutely, obviously you want him to engage that defender, but at the same time, you know, Andrew Van Giegel, he doesn't come on a pass rush. He kind of sniffs out the play. As soon as the ball is snapped, he really falls back into a defensive position. And the problem with Andrew Wiley going out to engage him is on a pass play. If he steps far too far forward, 
then he ends up getting flagged for a legal man downfield. Now, of course, you would rather have the flag for a legal man downfield than a pick six interception, right? But in the heat of the moment, Andrew Wiley, you know, what he's going to be taught to do, I believe, is don't take that step forward. Don't get flagged for a legal man downfield. Really just an amazing play by Andrew Van Ginkle. And, you know, you would want Sam Howell to be able to see that, read that. But again, you know, I'm going to talk to this coach about it because just from my, you know, media lens, it kind of looks like it's one of those plays that you want the quarterback getting that ball out so quickly. You don't anticipate a defender being there. And, you know, it's, it's hard to say, well, Sam needs to take a beat and read it because if you take that beat to read it, not only do you give the guy who may not have been in position to get in a position, but you also allow the rest of the defense to realize uh, what is happening in the moment. So again, that's just kind of my off the cuff analysis of that specific play. I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to a contact of mine and see if I can't get some, uh, some expert feedback on a play like that from a coach who's, who's done this at a, at a high level uh, throughout his career. So more to follow on that as well. More to follow on a lot of this game. Uh, at the end of the day, Sam Howell completes 12 of 23 passes, 127 yards. That pick six was the interception of the day. 50.5 quarterback rating. He did have two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Curtis Samuel for the second week in a row leads the team in receiving four catches, 65 yards. Uh, Terry McLaurin, three targets, no catches, man. And, and that's, you know, Sam Howell knows that's ridiculous. Ron Rivera knows that's ridiculous. Eric Biemi knows that's ridiculous. Terry knows that's ridiculous. They got to, got to, got to, got to find a way to get him the ball. I mean, everybody knows Tyree Kill is getting the ball for the Miami Dolphins, but they still get him the ball. Five catches, 157 yards, two touchdowns for Tyreek Hill and and those are that's like the bare minimum stat that can just tell you why this game went the way it did at the end of the day the Washington Commanders are four and nine with four games left in the season the Miami Dolphins are nine and three that is the way this one fell uh looking back at our keys to victory we're going to do that next and kind of give an update on where the Washington Commanders went wrong that is coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders part of Locked On Podcast Network your team every day and we're doing that thanks to our friends over at BetterHelp. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In my family, Christmas Eve is our big night, and this year that left me with a big decision between doing my job of covering the Washington Commanders game against the New York Jets and being away from our family, my family, on our most popular night or putting my family first. Well, I'm putting my family tradition above the National Football League schedule, and I will be watching the game from home bringing you my post-game thoughts on Christmas Day, not Christmas Eve. Whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays or has your own unique traditions, you get to define how you give yourself and give back to yourself. So whether it's by starting therapy, going easier on yourself during the tough moments, or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Find the bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, on Commanders, your first view of the day today and every day. Every day is... Thanks for coming through on a regular basis like you do. 
uh, clearly having some Wi-Fi issues here at FedEx Field. Uh, what, what else What else is new? But uh, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I think we are back now looking at my, my replay or my playback, rather. It looks like we are back. So re-king the Washington Commanders, obviously a 45-15 loss to the Miami Dolphins. You can anticipate not a lot of things went correctly and not a lot of keys were secured. And there's been a little bit of confusion about this segment and, and the segment at the end of the week. I just want to make sure clear. The keys to the game are not things that I'm predicting will happen. These are things that I'm telling you that the Washington Commanders need to do against the opponent. Now, I do try to stay in the realm of reality, and these are things that they possibly could, or if they're far-fetched, I kind of tell you, like, hey, like this probably isn't going to happen, but it's something that absolutely needs to happen in order for the win to happen. They're not predictions, and then we take this opportunity to revisit them and see how these things kind of went. So key number one was to stay patient, right? Both Sam Howell and Eric Bieniemy throughout the week talked about how this defense is very similar to the defense the Washington Commanders like to run uh, a match zone or a zone match defense where they're they're lar- in large part they're trying to keep the lid on the on the offense and I know that's ironic because that's not really what happens with the Washington Commanders defense but that is the intent anyway of the defensive uh, strategy and the the way that they design this thing um, and the Washington or the Miami Dolphins run a very similar type of style of defense they don't blitz a lot. They try to leave guys in coverage, and the idea is you flood the, the the coverage area with defenders, makes the quarterback hold the ball for a beat, and it helps the pressure uh, get to Sam Howell. And it certainly helped a little bit on Sunday as he was sacked multiple times, pressured throughout the day, uh, had to escape quite often, throw the ball away, run for some things. Uh, and sometimes Sam Howell made some magic happen. Sometimes uh, it didn't go so hot. Now, obviously, you want to take shots with your Washington Commanders. That's the style of your offense. That's Eric Bieniemy's style. Sam Howell certainly is a competitor likes to throw the ball. I've talked to him about some games in his past, mostly from college, not pros, where he kind of voiced some frustration to me about like, man, like that game, they just wouldn't let me throw the ball. Speaking of the defense, just taking things away from him, and it really frustrated him uh, because he's a competitor. That's what he wants to do. He wants to push the ball down the field, put up points for his defense. So we knew they were going to take some shots, and they, and they honestly had a little bit of success uh, taking some shots. At one point in time, the Washington Commanders actually had more explosive plays than the Miami Dolphins offense did. Uh, first explosive play, of the day for the Washington Commanders offense was a Brian Robinson run. It was a 29-yard gain down to the Miami 37-yard line. Unfortunately, B-Rob would end up suffering a hamstring injury, had to come out of the game, but not before he got that big run for the team. Their second was also on the same drive, the fifth drive of the game for the Commanders. It was a pass from Sam Howell to Curtis Samuel for a 33 yards down to the Miami 1. The end result of that drive was a rushing touchdown for Sam Howell, a quarterback sneak that got into the end zone for the first time uh, today. So the if you remember that Curtis Samuel pass, the pass right before that one was also a deep shot looking for Terry McLaurin, who was in single coverage. Uh, the ball, you know, given the duress that Sam Howell was under, a pretty good ball. Uh, unfortunately, Terry McLaurin was unable to track it completely, make the pass or make the completion. Uh, would have been a touchdown. But you see the, the, the Washington Commanders kind of try to go deep a couple times, get some explosive plays there on the Miami Dolphins defense. There's, there's the voice of Oz again. Uh, next next uh, explosive for Washington came on the eighth drive of the game. Antonio Gibson caught a pass on a, on a Sam Howell scramble, took it 32 yards to the Miami 37, and then Sam Howell did the, the rest on his own explosive run of 13 yards, scoring a touchdown for the Washington Commanders. Final explosive of the day came pretty much the game was out of hand, but Chris Rodriguez ran the ball for 15 yards to the Miami 37. That drive ended in a missed field goal. So some explosive plays for the Washington Commanders offense, but by and large, for the most part, they did stay patient. They were able to move the ball in spurts. Unfortunately, 
there were there were some moments, and I, you know, again, I'll have to watch the twenty-two and fully break it down. But from watching just the game as it was unfolding, there were several moments where I thought that they drew up some long plays, some long developing routes that just did not make sense against this Miami Dolphins defense because the pressure was getting home uh, way too soon. Specifically, there was the third down play where Sam Howell tried to find Terry McLaurin. The ball was off target. Uh, Sam was uh, Sam was under pressure, and they weren't able to connect on the pass. But to me, looking at the play, it looked like Sam was looking to the left side of the offensive formation, trying to look off the defense to clear the middle for Terry McLaurin to come over. By the time Sam transitioned to finding Terry over the middle, the pressure was in his face. The ball was off target. Just didn't make it happen. So they did try to stay patient, but at the same time, with some of the underneath and intermediate stuff, they still called some long developing routes, and I did not like that approach, and I don't think that really satisfied the needs of the key. So no, the Washington Commanders, uh, while they did mostly stay patient, I still think too many long developing routes in the intermediate areas to try to kind of you know, trick the the Miami Dolphins zone defense, get them to bite on something that wasn't actually there in order to come behind it and hit something that actually was. Key number two, keep the lid on. Uh, look, you got to have a safety every single play assigned to just stay on top of Tyreek Hill. We said that multiple times during the week. We said in our Keys to Victory episode, uh, Ron Rivera honestly even said that was the plan. Like that was the idea coming into the game. Keep somebody on top of Tyreek Hill the entire time. It didn't happen. Obviously, it didn't happen. Um, if you look at the second half stats, you'll be like, well, the second half it went better, but that's just stat scouting. Um, if you're stat scouting, you're not you know, doing uh, yourself a full service because that's not going to be the entire story. And the real story is the Miami Dolphins came out in the second half, not really looking to drive the dagger deeper, more so looking to let the commanders bleed out. Uh, and that led to much more running, much more short pass game, uh, a lot less aggression from the, from the uh, Miami Dolphins offense. And then with what I think was nine minutes, 20 seconds, seconds 27 seconds left, in the game, they completely pulled out their starting units, uh, and Tyreek Hill was off the field, so was Tua Tagovailoa. So, no, they did not leave or keep the lid on the Miami Dolphins offense. Quite the opposite result, uh, actually, and led to a whole lot of points, which we will talk about points a little bit more in our final segment of the episode. We'll also talk about the future of Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy in the final segment of today's episode as well, so stick around for that. Key number three was roll the dice a little bit. Early fourth down plays are usually something that I call an early sign of desperation or that you know that you are outmatched against an opponent. Well, guess what? Everybody coming into this game against the Miami Dolphins knew that the Washington Commanders were outmatched against this opponent. There's no reason to fake the funk. There's no reason to hide it. No reason to be scared of it. Embrace it. Use it to motivate you a little bit more. They had a fourth down opportunity in Miami territory on the very first drive of the game. They did not go for it. I was not really surprised, but I still would have liked to see them try to go for it. It didn't end up getting back into Dolphins territory uh, for quite some time here. I'll actually pull it up for you. Uh, the very first drive of the game for the for the Commanders ended on the Miami 45. And again, you know, I kind of talked about like once you get like to the 50 into plus territory, like if you're from the 49, like fourth and one from the 49 is good. Fourth and two from the 48 is good. So like fourth and five from the 45 would have been good. I think it was like a fourth and seven or a fourth and eight from the 45. So I didn't really hate the call. I just would have liked to see a little bit more aggression. Uh, from there, the next three drives all ended in Washington territory, including the pick six that came from the Washington 38. Uh, and they didn't get back into Miami territory on a drive until the first drive of the second half or second quarter, rather, that's, that resulted in the touchdown. On the day, only four commanders drives out of four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So four out of eleven. So about a third uh, of their drives ended up in Miami Dolphins territory. So that's kind of what I was talking about. Is you need to get into the red zone, need to get into goal to go because this this Miami Dolphins defense just does not give up a lot. And that's exactly what we saw on Sunday. So did they did they did they stay aggressive when they got in Miami areas? No, they also settled for a missed field goal 
Uh, so again, just, and I mean, you know, the game was already out of hand. I mean, going for it in that situation still wouldn't have necessarily put them in position to win. But again, you want to stay competitive. You want to stay aggressive. At least that's what I wanted to see. So we did not see that. So zero of the three keys secured. So not really a surprise that the Washington Commanders come out of here with a 45 to 15 loss to the Miami Dolphins. Coming up next, Insiders, I reached out to you, gave me three topics of conversation, including Ron Rivera's future. So we will talk about that coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're doing that today. Thanks to our friends over at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I'm cur- currently browsing tickets to a basketball game in Los Angeles the night before the Commanders take on the Rams, uh, and we'll take the bye week to try to solidify those plans. But Game Time is giving me all the information that I need to make an informed decision about my travel plans. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase, and the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create that account with the Game Time app. Use the redeem or redeem the code Locked On NFL L O C K E D O N N F L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Three topics of discussion to wrap up this episode of Locked on Commanders. Thanks, everybody, for joining me, insiders and uh, everydayers especially. Uh, first topic of conversation, will Ron Rivera get fired after the buy? And I know some in the uh, live chat are asking about this. Uh, not after the buy, over the buy. Uh, asking about this, and I would just tell you right now, no, I don't think that Ron Rivera is going anywhere, even after a loss like this. You know, I think that, you know, Josh Harris is, is very, you know, was very direct with Ron Rivera telling him, they were going to take the year. I think those reports were very accurate, were very you know pointed for a reason. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think that the Washington Commanders are going to give Ron Rivera the entire year, and then they're going to evaluate everything after the year. Now, to be honest, like that evaluation may already be done. Like they may be looking at this game and saying, okay, like we know what we need to know. You know, we know what what the future holds. We're going to make our move. Or if you're listening to what Ron Rivera is saying at press conference, he's talking about, you know, maybe we don't have the talent we thought we had. Maybe we do need to make some changes in some position groups and some some schematic things and some some uh, some football theology areas. And maybe he's going to be able to convince Josh Harris that that's something worth investing in. I don't think so at this point in time. Uh, I know most of you don't think so at this point in time. I don't. I know the most most if not all the media members watching this team don't think so at this point in time. But I will just say the crazier things have happened. But I will say that I do not believe that Ron Rivera gets fired. Uh, you know, tonight, tomorrow morning, uh, anything like that. And then obviously the bye week is coming up. I mean, if you're going to make that move, you're going to make it before the coaches start, you know, breaking down film and installing 
you know, any new ideas with, with the team. So if it doesn't happen by, you know, say 3 p.m. Monday afternoon, that's usually when we have our, our, our press conference with Ron Rivera. Uh, unfortunately, I will not be able to attend live. I will try to make myself available available to watch it live so I can still uh, give my, my thoughts and opinions to my insiders as we go through it. But uh, if you don't hear about it before then, then, uh, you know, it's, it doesn't make sense for it to happen afterwards. So, no, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, as far as the players being impacted by it, that's something else that the insiders wanted to talk about. Um, look, the players are going to say, no, it doesn't impact, you know, no, it's not really on my mind and all this stuff. But anytime you're talking about major shakeups within your organization, within your group, it's going to have an impact. And there have been a few players um, that have actually come out and kind of admitted like, hey, you know, this gets frustrating. This doesn't really you know, help us. It kind of weighs us down all these things. And granted, we've got to do our job. But I think that the kind of the talk of, you know, Coach Rivera's job in future has kind of died down a little bit as we try to let these guys focus on what it is they're trying to do. So cert- certainly could still affect them, will would affect them, um, whether or not, you know, they believe in the processes that are in place. I think that there is starting to maybe be a little bit of dismantling of who actually believes in what they're trying to install and what they're trying to establish here, and that certainly could be playing a part. So second topic of conversation, most points scored in NFL history. Bill, one of my insiders, brought up, you know, wondering – is the Washington Commanders defense at risk of giving up the most points scored in NFL history? I looked it up according to Stathead in the Super Bowl era. That record belongs to the 1981 Baltimore Colts, who gave up 533 points in 1981. Washington currently has given up 395 points so far. Uh, they are 138 points away from that record, which means that over the last four games of the season, they would have to surrender an average of 34 and a half points per game. Uh, which obviously you can't give up a half point, so you're talking 34, 35 or more. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams, the next opponent up on the schedule, have scored 35 or more points just once this season. The Jets have yet to do it this season. The 49ers have done it twice. The Dallas Cowboys have done it six times, including obviously just last week against the Washington Commanders. So they are not there. They are certainly within reach. 35, 34 and a half points, 35 points per game, basically. Uh, I mean, could you see it happening? You know, I think I think it's a little bit of a long shot. I wouldn't put money on it if I were you. But is it within reach? It certainly is. Hopefully they don't reach it. Uh, but something that we can certainly kind of look for uh, into the future here as we get to the last four games of the season. Final topic, pick sixes in three straight games. What is going on with Sam Howell? Guys, I talked about this in the New York Giants game. Uh, I talked about it, you know, uh, I talked to Sam about it afterwards. I honestly, I think that this is a quarterback who right now is kind of pressing. He knows that the offense has to carry the weight. So he's trying to do that. He's trying to get his offense uh, to make plays. He's trying to do some things again. The Van Ginkle interception today on Sunday, I mean, are just a really smart, smart uh, headsy play by a defender. You know, I don't think that that particular play was pressing, but I do think during the Giants game, the Cowboys game, so like that we have seen moments where Sam Howell was kind of trying to press. And I mean, honestly, if your defense is out here giving up 35, 40 points, I mean, I think, I think what is it, 30 points or more six times this season now, it, it's kind of hard to blame him. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to blame Eric Bieniemy for calling up those kind of plays, but at the same time, you have to know your own unit. This offensive line can't protect that long. So, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, two forces fighting at the end of each other. You got you got pressure coming early, which doesn't give you a lot of time to throw the ball. You got defenses playing soft, but also playing aggressive up front because they're, they're playing from ahead. And then you got a quarterback who's young and knows that his team needs him to score points. And I think all of it is just kind of mashing up into this big ball of mess and has led to three pick sixes in three straight games. To me, uh, this is a conversation I was having with some peers uh, today, I still see franchise quarterback ability in Sam Howell, potential development possibilities. I'm not saying that today, as he sits right now, he is a franchise quarterback. 
but I certainly think that he has what it makes uh, from from a mental standpoint, the physical standpoint, uh, and everything else. And I know that you know we've got some frustrations with Eric Bieniemy's long developing routes and all this other stuff. But if they can go into the offseason and fix this offensive line, then I think you'll see a much better product in 2024. If this is the product that you get to see in 2024, of course, we got a lot of time to talk about that. Bye week is coming up tomorrow. I will still have my AAR up mail for Monday. We will do an AAR episode for. So tons of bi-week uh, content coming up for you here on Locked On Commanders. In the meantime, between those episodes, if you got questions or comments, just throw them in the YouTube comment section, hit me on Twitter, or send them to me by becoming a Locked On Commander Insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. Text me directly. Also, make Locked On Sports Today your second view of the day. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. As always, thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Every day, thanks again for coming through on a regular basis like you do. Thank you so much for making me a part of your football routine. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.